Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. It's the end of the year as we know it, 2020. A year that should have been an optician's dream has turned into a, I guess if you're a virologist, uh, just bonanza, the pandemic. Jennifer Aniston's getting flack for posting a Instagram picture of a Christmas ornament saying our first pandemic, 2020. Of which I, I don't care about Jennifer Aniston, but the internet certainly seems to care. They think it's insensitive. And I just go, oh, is that what's going on? Um, Twitter has been a buzz to say the least. It's made some inroads in the last four years thanks to President Donald Trump. I don't know if that's fair to say or not. The next president is not going to get his followers. They have to start over as president of the United States. And uh, the POTUS tag, that's kind of interesting, right? Or is it not interesting at all? Probably not interesting at all. Novavax has started a phase three vaccine trial as we're getting into some of the older vaccine technologies or more mature vaccine technologies. Versus the Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna approach, which was very high-end technology. And it brings a lot of questions. We're in, we're, we got this covered, I think, so to speak, reasonably from vaccines, the ability to crush this virus. We still have to wait for it to play out. We still have to wait to see how many people are going to not get tested. I found it interesting that the Pope said, I know you're quoting the Pope, right? Um, the Pope said, hey, everyone, go get the vaccine when you can get it. <laughs> and I'm like, interesting. <clears throat> 2020 is wrapping up, and I almost... Uh, I almost don't want to say the next statement out loud. 2021 is looking pretty easy. It never works out that way, or it shouldn't work out that way. So the top stories of the day, stocks rose to fresh highs out of the gate. Yesterday, the same kind of thing happened. We rose to fresh highs, then we kind of went a little bit lower, then we kind of rallied big time. The year-end rally kind of got a little more interesting after Trump 
said, I'm not going to sign this stimulus relief. And then he ultimately signed it. But he also said, hey, let's get more money to Americans. Democrats said, that's a great idea. So the House of Representatives said, let's do it. Let's get $2,000 to Americans starting this week, next week, as soon as it's possible. So now it's up to the House Senate to be the Grinch. And there's a two very important Senate races in a runoff in Georgia happening uh, in just about a week, right? So a lot going on, uh, in my opinion. The days have started off one way and finished another because I think ultimately we're convincing ourselves and maybe it's the retail investor versus the professional investor that's convincing themselves 2021 looks pretty easy to make money in. If we get a $2,000 stimulus check versus $600 stimulus check, that's going to be rocket fuel to the short-term movement on the stock market. Stock market's not going to think about the long-term effects. It's going to think about the short-term effects. Home price growth surged at the highest rate since March 2014. This too shall end when interest rates move higher or a jobs recession comes along and wipes out jobs. Um, this year, you throw in a kind of weird twist of people moving from big cities close to their jobs in expensive parts of the country to more affordable living. But the question mark will be, do they still get to keep those paychecks that are meant for big city workers versus suburb workers? 2021 is going to see a lot of talk about student loans. How do we approach that situation? It's tricky. And I don't think there's a right answer, but debt forgiveness does not feel correct, nor does it feel like it would muster enough strength to get through. Um, there's too many types of Americans, to be honest with you. I'm taking a look at mixed markets today. I see Apple slightly higher, Qualcomm, Activision, Visa. I'm seeing some weakness from Disney, Nike, Google. I'm not seeing a lot of direction here. I see that we opened stronger and we went weaker. Um, but again, I'm okay with all this. Boeing is doing their best to show press positive PR. First commercial Boeing 737 MAX since 2019 departs Miami. Don't you think that some people were probably sitting on the runway and the stewardess or steward is saying, okay, check the, your tray table, and inside you'll see a pamphlet. And if you open that pamphlet, it shows you the emergency exits from the 737 MAX. And that's the moment when everyone on the plane goes, oh, sh crap, I forgot. I'm on a 737 MAX. Isn't this the plane that went down? Well, it's back and flying, so feel good about that if you're Boeing shareholder. I don't know. What's mine say? Dude, stocks are posting record highs. But again, there's a little bit of end-of-the-year rally. Have we already had it because November was so good? Home prices accelerated. Phoenix up 12.7%. Seattle up 11.7%. San Diego up 11.6%. That's too much. In large part, my paycheck's not up 12.7%. Most people in Phoenix, their paycheck's not up 12.7%. So housing's growing or inflating higher than wage inflation. And historically, that is a bad combination. But again, 2021, it looks like a no-brainer with a low cost of money. With stimulus out there, until there's a recession that wipes out jobs again, home prices have some work that they could do positively.
Yelp was a stock I talked about yesterday as kind of a, a play on the reopening of restaurants based on vaccines. That's going to be one that we look back on and go, man, did we lose a lot of restaurants. One out of a thousand Americans have died of COVID. When you put it in that kind of perspective, I won't play the lottery because the odds are too creepy. When you have a one in seven million chance of winning a million dollars, I'm like, no, thank you. But the odds of dying of COVID seem greatly increased compared to the odds of winning the lottery. No. The difference between one in seven million or one in a thousand. It doesn't quite work that way, but you see where I'm moving at. I will be interested to see how the back half of 2021 plays out because we know companies like Google have said you don't need to come back to work until the back half of 2021. But we're also seeing like eviction moratoriums end in the second half of 2021. So I feel like the first half is easy money. I don't want to go out there and tell you to you know bet your housing money on it or bet your dinner money on it because Lord knows there's always going to be curveballs. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. It's the end of the year, and I'm I'm not really paying as much attention to stock market movements as I could or should, because I think at the end of the year we've we've had our gains or our losses, and we don't have to micromanage them in the last two or three days of the year. Um, it's tough to find great stories right now. For instance, one of the great stories I saw this yesterday that. Apple iPhone 12 users are disappointed because they can't verify their cloud address or something along those lines, which ultimately means Apple had such a strong surge of product that a lot of people went to sign up and link their new phone to their account, and they, they, they ran into denial of service. They ran into the Internet's too busy right now. So Apple shares briefly hit an all-time high this morning. And ultimately, it cemented its lead over Amazon as 2020's best performer amongst the large tech companies. Large tech companies, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google. Tesla's got to get in there somehow, right? Apple is up 87% for the year. Amazon's up 79% for the year. The S&P 500 is up 16% for the year. Apple's got the iPhone. They've got AirPods, they've got services, but ultimately they had good Christmas sales of a 5G phone, which was a new technology that should make downloads faster. Everyone that I've talked to as the new Apple 5G phone say they can't tell a difference. It's going to be a while for the network to build out, for applications to be developed that make it worthwhile. Interesting note, right? The rich get richer. Uh, the first U.S. commercial flight of a Boeing 737 MAX departed Miami today. The 20-month safety ban has been lifted. Barron's comes out with a list of top stocks for the year. They've been publishing a list of 10 favorite stocks for the past 11 years, and the performance of the 2020 group was disappointing. They tilted towards value. 
Um, that's interesting to note, right? The 2019 roster of top 10 stocks they had were awesome. List for 2021 has a bit of value bend to it. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway is on the list. Berkshire Hathaway is Coca-Cola. It's Gillette. It's razor blades. It's real estate services. Berkshire Hathaway is a big company with many subdivisions that kind of reflect world economic activity. But also on the list, Apple, Coca-Cola, Merck, Goldman Sachs, Newmont Mining. Many of those stocks have lagged behind the markets this year and look inexpensive based on earnings, dividends, and asset value. On the list, Alphabet, Google. Recovering nicely from a pandemic-related hit to advertising. It stands to benefit in 2021 as categories like travel improve. The stock looks appealing, all things considered, after a 31% rise. um, Only because it has, all things considered, a reasonable PE. It's a technology conglomerate. It's a powerhouse. My kids watch more YouTube than ABC, NBC, CBS, and Netflix combined. They've got Android. They've got Waze. They've got Waymo. Stock trades at 28 times next year's earnings. That's not expensive for what they bring to the table in net cash flow. Apple's on the list, trading at 32 times projected earnings. But if you value it on cash flow, it looks cheap. But if you value it on earnings, it looks expensive. The work-from-home trend helped Apple. They designed the M1 chip this year that helped re-energize the Mac laptop franchise, better battery life, faster than Intel chips. They came out with the AirPod Max over-the-ear headphones, which sold out in the first couple of seconds. Um, It feels as if they could do no wrong. Coca-Cola is on the list for Barron's, slammed by the pandemic from restaurants, essentially. But as restaurants open back up, people will have a Coke and smile. A name on the list, Eaton. They're a big industrial conglomerate. They're big into renewable power, expansion of data centers. The electrification of the U.S. economy is one of their plays. They make transformers, circuit breakers, uninterruptible power supply software. A friend of mine got a Tesla Model X for Christmas. And I said, yeah, you're going to want to get a 50-volt charger for your home. And I don't know the difference between volts and watts and such, but let's just say it's a bigger plug. Um, And it's going to cost you. (laughs) Hidden cost, right? Goldman Sachs is on this list of top 10 stocks from Barron's for 2021. Um, They've had blockbuster earnings last two quarters. Blockbuster. And the shares trade cheaply at 1.1 times book value. That's not bad. And about PE of 10 times 2021 earnings. Again, that's historically on the cheap side if you believe an economic recovery is coming and that anyone who's taken out a loan starts paying them back again, whether it be a mortgage loan or a credit card loan or a business loan. I like that call. But again, there's a lot of value in it, and it's not going to be up 80% this year like Apple. So will you settle for less? 
One company that I have no clue who they are because it just doesn't fall on my my radar is Graham Holdings. They're a miniature version of Berkshire Hathaway. And the Graham family from Graham Holdings actually has a relationship with Warren Buffett. So the low-profile Graham Holdings used to be known as the Washington Post Company, but it sold the flagship newspaper to Amazon and changed their name to the Graham Holdings. Very interesting. Madison Square Entertainment on this list. That's a good call. There's a lot of things that I like on the Barron's list for 2021. Not as sexy as big tech stocks, but it's a pretty good list. Check out Barron's at barrons.com. Pick up a copy of the newspaper. Read it in Bathtub this weekend. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I am super stoked that Provident Credit Union is sponsoring the show. That's like getting a sponsor like Coca-Cola, where you're just proud of the name to start with. On top of that, I'm a big fan of credit unions. This show is dedicated to bringing you quality financial tools to help you get to retirement. That's all I try to do. And I'm willing to leave when the time comes, when there's someone smarter, faster, cheaper, what have you. I work in radio essentially for minimum wage. Um... I enjoy it enormously for the cathartic talking about things out loud, which helps me become a better investor. Not necessarily a good husband, but a better investor. I'm caught up in this stuff a lot. So last night while watching Wonder Woman 1984, which for the record, I liked. I don't know. It's getting a lot of negative criticism on special effects, and they didn't bother me. Keep in mind, I don't really believe in invisible jets and magic lassos in the first place, so it's a special effect that I obviously see regardless, right? But I enjoyed it. And uh, the video service, HBO Max, it's a quality service, and they 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 took their time putting it out there. That should help AT&T stock more than it has been. AT&T owns... Essentially, Time Warner. Time Warner essentially owns Warner Brothers and HBO. And when I take a look at all the offerings for 15 bucks a month, I'm like, whoa. When I go back to movies, I'll start cutting back on my streaming services. But right now, the streaming services are movies for a lot of families. And I think Time Warner is pretty well positioned with HBO Max. And AT&T was pretty well positioned with HBO Max. With that said, it's tough to get into the analysis of it. That movie should have made a lot more money than it did. But will it translate into the subscribers? I think it will. It's interesting because the press releases over the holidays has been sold by Disney's Pixar was amazing. I was bored out of my mind. And that Wonder Woman was a letdown. I had a good time watching it. So I'm counterintuitive today, so maybe don't listen to anything I say financially speaking, right? Home prices accelerated in October to its highest level in more than six years. Back in March and April when COVID had us shut down, here's what the conversation sounded like on the show. I don't know if real estate's going to go up from here because people are afraid to go into other people's homes. We figured that out. 
we started wearing masks. We started uh, sanitizing everything. We're going into other people's homes. And as mortgage rates fell and people started saying, you know, my 1,600-square-foot home, I'd really like a 2,000-square-foot home or 2,400-square-foot home because all I see is my wife and my kids now. Boy, I wonder how Ashley Madison did during COVID, right? When you that discreet affair that you could sneak out on your spouse suddenly became a lot less discreet. <laughs> Housing went up nicely. Ashley Madison probably struggled during COVID. Isn't it weird how we're now talking in almost humorous terms? 330,000 Americans have died of COVID. That's one in a thousand. Most of us don't know anyone who's died. My mother didn't die, but my mother is severely crippled from COVID. She's severely compromised. So she got COVID late. She got it in November. Um, in a nursing home where, again, we go, how did we get it in? I get how we got in nursing homes in March and April. I don't know how it got into nursing homes in November because didn't we figure out housing? I get how housing went down in March and April. I don't get how, how I, I get how it went up now because we've figured out how to contain and sanitize and feel reasonably comfortable with something that's invisible, which again in itself is kind of funny. I've got a friend who was bragging that he was going on vacation in April and how the planes are empty and the restaurants are empty and he's having a great time. Only to like flash forward seven months and you're like, one in a thousand people have died. More people than World War II. I don't want to get too too caught up in that. Let's move on to the stock market, shall we? Um, yesterday I brought up a stock that, again, I want you to consult a broker advisor before taking action on any stocks I ever mentioned on the show. Past performance not indicative of future results. But Yelp was an interesting one because Jeremy Stompleman is getting a lot of video play in financial news. Because he's kind of the voice of restaurants. We know Yelp is great for, hey, I wonder what food is around here that I can grab. I love Yelp when I'm on a road trip. Because let's say you roll into a town that's somewhere in between Stockton and Lodi. And you're like, I wonder if they've got a good Mexican restaurant here. Boom, you're on Yelp and you find one, right? I know you're saying Stockton and Lodi. You don't know your geography well. I promise you I do not know my geography well. One of the things we are all doing right now is um, going to apps for entertainment, which benefits Apple's App Store, right? One of the things I'll do is I'll pick up Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, the, the app. And now you're saying, where's this going, Rob? Um, I'm pretty good at trivial knowledge. If you ever get a chance to play Trivial Pursuit with me, I've never lost a game. Like, I will never, ever lose a game. But one area that I'm weak at is geography, apparently. There was a question that I was rolling through on my way to my fake million dollars that said something along, which is the easternmost portion of the world? And it was literally like Tunisia, Indonesia, Kazakhstan, and like a couple others. And I was like, I can't find any of those on a map. I have no clue. I better phone a friend. Um, and I know a map maker, but long story short, you get the idea. Rob knows no geography. We're all good at something, right? New York legislature passed another eviction ban allowing tenants to stay in their homes until May 1st. I, I, I wonder what's going to happen to housing, and I wonder what's going to happen to our economy when some of these eviction bans stop or go away. 
landlords show no mercy. So I question, and I own a rental property, and my rental property management emails me on a regular basis like, hey, your tenant wants to move in March. Is that okay? They're going to break the lease by two months. I'm like, can you find someone else? And like that's – I'm an easy tenant. I'm not a jerk tenant. J.P. Morgan Chase announced that they're going to purchase a global loyalty division of a company called CX Loyalty Group. J.P. Morgan is saying people are going to travel out of their minds in the coming years. And they want their credit cards to reflect loyalty programs, to reflect profits for them. So J.P. Morgan's consumer lending business said – People across the globe want to vacation and travel again, and hopefully that will become a reality for many in the near future. They want to set up the credit card relationship with you with loyalty points and loyalty programs. I find that a positive note on the future. Elsewhere, Jack Ma. He is the Chinese Jeff Bezos. His life is starting to look a lot like a series of unfortunate events. No need to call in Lemony Snicket. Not even a full week after the Chinese government filed antitrust suits against Ant Group at Alibaba, and it officially told Ant Group to rectify the company. Ant Group will be forced to return to its origins as a payment services provider and cease operations related to credit insurance and wealth management, which was its fastest growing divisions. So Alibaba posted an inside day where the stock tanked 13%. Here's a question for you. As an investor, how comfortable are you investing in Alibaba? If I were to tell you on a level playing field, it looks kind of like the Amazon of China. You'd be like, that sounds exciting. But then I throw in the Chinese government is historically renowned, known for the fact that they are communists. And communists aren't capitalists. And communists play the game of capitalism a little different than capitalists play the game of capitalism. If Alibaba was a U.S.-based company, we would be valuing it probably two to three times higher than it is today. But because it's in a communist country, we're like, not so much. Interesting, no? Um, some guidelines for airplanes are being talked about right now. Trying to target planes, which account for 10% of all U.S. transportation emissions and 3% of the U.S. total greenhouse gas emissions. The EPA is trying to regulate greenhouse gas emissions for airplanes for the first time ever. I don't know how I feel about that other than the 737 MAX uses less fuel and that Boeing could be a play on regulations, right? Now i got a long way to go with that analysis, but that's the first thing I saw when airplanes are going green, headlines flashed across the Bloomberg terminal. Bitcoin was talk of the town during the holiday. Was it not? I'm looking at it and going, what do I do? It's clearly not in my wheelhouse. Cryptocurrency is up 450% since March. It bopped through 28,000 for the first time ever. It clearly looks like maybe 100,000 is in the chips, but there's no way to analyze it other than to say, this is the weirdest investment on the planet. It's not a company. It's not a currency. It's not recognized as a currency. 
it has no store of value, but yet it's starting to be adopted. And how long do you want to wait till you pull the trigger on it? Uh, or do you just go with a space company or an electric vehicle company or a cloud company or an artificial intelligence company or a self-driving car company? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Tesla's a stock everyone likes to talk about. He owned the S&P 500. He now owns shares of Tesla. And they're a big weighting in the S&P 500. Tesla's 2020 performance shattered expectations, to say the least. The company's stock price has rallied into the stratosphere. It has a market cap that makes it the most valuable automaker on Earth at more than $600 billion. It's hitting a record 500,000 vehicles delivered for electric vehicle market. They are the king in a market that should be moving more and more towards electric vehicles in a way beyond combustible engines. Tesla could possibly have an even more successful 2021 if you stop and think about it. Here's the reasons why. Tesla shares are up a staggering 13,000% since its 2010 IPO, making Tesla not just the most valuable car maker on earth, but one of the most valuable companies, period, on the planet. Can their stock be as lively as it was up until this point? Probably not. But let's not go there yet. Anyone who's shorted the stock has basically been blown out of the water. So there's not a lot of people betting against it. That's a negative, in my opinion. We knew that shorts were heavy. A lot of people thought Tesla was going to go to zero. They were spending too much money. And if you value a business on, they seem to be spending too much money. They're not making any money. They're burning it. Then you thought, maybe it could go to zero. And you kind of bought into the hype. Is the company massively overvalued? Probably, except for that you know, the electric vehicle market's what, 2 to 3% of all cars right now? And if they can get to 10% and you're the king of that that market, you're doing quite well. Tesla this year, and when I say this year, let's say 2021, now is something they've never had before. Capital, capital, and more capital. They've raised $10 billion of their own share price in the last two months. We're not going to be talking about them running out of money anytime soon. We're going to say they got too much of it. What are they going to do with it? Let's hope they don't do something stupid with it. That could be a very advantageous place to be to have that much cash. You've got a return to the federal tax incentives coming. Incentives help lower the price of an expensive vehicle. Tesla crossed the threshold of 200,000 electric vehicles sold. Prior to hitting 200,000 vehicles sold, buyers could take advantage of a generous $7,500 federal tax credit by an Obama-era program 
credit is now phasing out and the Trump administration was not supporting a fresh round of government will on uh, government subsidies on electric vehicles. But the incoming Biden administration should be different. So that should create a tailwind for Tesla. They need to come up with a new Model S and a new Model X. The Model X SUV with its exotic Falcon wing doors came out in 2015. It needs a refresh. Both vehicles, the Model S and the Model X, were aimed at the luxury electric vehicle market. They were stand up. They were designed on a, I want to say a simple level, but they were designed to test the test of time, to pass the test of time. The S and the X are aging platforms. Musk has said they are not at the core of Tesla's future, which should lean higher on the volumes of Model 3s and Y. But 2021 could bring overdue updates, cosmetic refreshes to the exteriors, improved interiors. <clears throat> and again, nice little updates. Tesla came out with an update yesterday on software, or maybe last week, depending on how it rolled out. That's going to be kind of controversial. You can now reprogram your horn to make a farting noise. And if your car has the speaker on the outside, depending on what year you bought it, it will now make a farting noise instead of a beeping sound. Or you can make it whistle, or you can make it sound like a TIE fighter. I question, are America roads ready for this? It sounds silly, and it is silly. But when someone dies and says, let's sue the company... Because lawyers will try to figure out who can we sue. Will changing your horn to make a TIE fighter sound put you in jail? Will the government say that's really a bad idea? I don't know. 2021 will be a big year for Tesla in China, China, and more China. Yesterday I told you that the fashion market, they're starting to do runway shows in China. Just totally blowing past Paris and New York. China, China, China is a really important consumer. The energy business that Tesla has, the electric vehicles, promoted a lot of research and development into battery technology. And now that battery technology is starting to get put into a green economy, which I'm assuming, and I don't know politics well, I'm assuming the Biden presidency will make a big, 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 big push into solar panels and solar storage. And Tesla's right there. The Cybertruck is one of the most wild, kick-ass vehicles a car maker has ever proposed to sell to the public. It's ludicrous. It looks silly. It looks like something from an, apocalypt- an apocalyptic movie, like a Mad Max uh, vehicle. The question is, will their pickup truck take business away from Ford or GM? I'm, I can tell you that people are gobbling up orders for the Cybertruck. The Cybertruck isn't the only new vehicle story. Fans are buyers of the stock have been patiently waiting for the, the new Roadster. Elon Musk has moved from California to Texas. How does that change him? Probably a lot more space work. Houston, we have a problem. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.